0: Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hey, hope little surprise for you again midweek. Little podcast for you today, ladies and gentlemen. How we doing? How's your week going? Uh, It's nearly the weekend Uh, It's nearly that time to go out and. I'm I'm off to Liverpool this weekend I'm having a good laugh. I'm out out with the boys I'm in one of those dudes. I've booked Monday off work It's probably for the best Um, Yeah, really looking forward to this weekend Uh, We're going to a comedy club And going on a boat down the Mersey this weekend So, yeah, things to look forward to Hope you've got things to look forward to and all um, yeah, welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, this podcast is designed and centered all around telling stories and finding interesting people within the music industry to share. Stories about their journey through this bloody music industry, this, the hardest industry in the wor- industry in the world. How do you move on? How do you crack on? Well, there's loads of people that have all got their own individual stories, and that's what this podcast's all about, ladies and gentlemen, so welcome to another show. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Caleb Francis, an old mate of mine from Sheffield. I, I can, I'm sure it was his first ever gig that he put on. In, in the interview, he thinks it was like the fifth one, but uh, he, he used to be in a band called The Wired that did really well in Sheffield, you know, selling out the lead mill a few times and that kind of stuff. Uh, we put them on at RGM Live uh, many, 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 many years ago at the Frog and Parrot. Um, many, many. I think it was like 10 years ago, yeah. An old, an old poster from the gig came up on Memories on Facebook the other day. And I was like, oh. Yeah, over 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, at that time they were just starting off, young babbies, you know. And uh, I can remember it being their first gig, but uh, Caleb tells me it was uh, like the fifth gig, so... Uh, let's go with Caleb eh? So yeah, Caleb joined us today He's gone solo, ladies and gentlemen So he's, he's he's going and, you know, the band finished And talk about all of that, you know What what happened Um And yeah, so he's gone solo It's always exciting times uh, We've just got a new single out, only 19 Description in the podcast, you can download it You know and yeah, as always, you can uh, view uh, the chat that we've got with him on our YouTube channel. Eight hundred and fifty subscribers now, really close to a thousand. We're grafting, we're getting there. Uh, pop us a little subscription on there if you fancy it. Um, you know, if you don't, if you can't be arsed. You know, enough, but, um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, today, you know, as always, uh, we. Uh, Love the community that surrounds the music industry There's so many people supporting new music out there And uh, for for, for you guys listening in that are one of those, thank you And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, so I think we should crack on with having a chat with our Caleb eh? Ladies and gentlemen I'm going to introduce you to now a young lad Called Caleb Francis, take it away mate
1: Right,
0: yeah, fine, thanks, mate. What a fucking industry this is! It's hard work, isn't it?
1: I know it is. Yeah, tell me about it. away,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, we won't be
0: here. I I like to moan about it. I don't know why, but I like to moan about what I do. But deep down, I love it, and I won't have it any other way. Yeah,
1: I know what you mean about that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) agree with that. Yeah, yeah, we won't be here if we didn't. If we weren't asked, would we? No, definitely not. No. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us today, mate. And now, full disclosure. Um, you know, I've known you for a while in Sheffield, and uh put your band on on the first ever gig that you had. I think, weren't it at Frog and Parrot when we had the wire on when you were just young. It was one our
1: first, yeah, 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 yeah. We we were kids Was, them, was right? it not the first? It wasn't the first. No, it was okay. oh. one of the probably the first five. It was when we were just playing in pubs and whatnot in Sheffield. And yeah, I remember that one. That does that mean? Enough.
0: Does that mean it was the fifth one then?
1: It mean, uh yeah, we'll say <laughs> yeah, the first. Okay. We'll yeah. The fifth. yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, we could take that. Well, uh, you know, there's always a story to tell and everybody's got their own journey. You've got your solo project out now that we're going to come to as well that we're, uh, that we're looking forward to share on RGM shortly. Uh, but let's, for, for the people that aren't aware of who you are, mate, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I was in a band probably about nine years ago. First started a band called The Wired uh, and then that just came to a gradual end a couple of years ago. We were gigging in Sheffield, gigging outside Sheffield, festival, did all right. Yeah, uh, and that stopped just because, to be honest with you, it felt like we were sort of to flog a bit of a dead horse. So we thought, well, we're just going to stop, do a farewell show, and that was it, really. Uh, and then I just started just do, just carrying on writing as you do, because I think it's one of the things that I'll, I'll always do, like being be involved in music to some extent, playing or writing. And then I started doing some demos about what, about eighteen months ago, and and then slowly started to form sort of a live live band around me. Yeah, uh, and then before we know it, got back into gigging under this new this new sort of solo project uh and now at the point where we're going to release our sort of new first single under this new thing so 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 yeah it's it's got to that point now really it's almost like this is really the start of the solo thing yeah and and it's exciting to be honest to to do something it's like starting again all over again but there's something nice about that and it's like i'm doing something i feel quite proud of and happy with so that's where things really
0: well, that's about fifteen years in one minute, there, mate. So that's it. That's the interview done.
1: <laughs> Buy the single.
0: <laughs> Let's rewind a little bit then. So, so when you, so what were you like um, as a young kid, as somebody that maybe not found a love for music yet? You know, just growing up around you. What were it like in in Sheffield for you growing up, and what was the, what was the political landscape like around you growing up as a young kid?
1: Um, I mean, I'm so when I first started a band, oh, it was before music miles before before that, that. oh just so you were talking a, about before that back, right? back, way back yeah way back well I mean I, I, my family's always been into music so I yeah. guess that's what first got me into it. my dad my dad was he used to be a sort of known soul DJ he still DJs now like at weekends yeah. and yeah. puts his own nights on and things like that so I guess. Music was always in the house. My mum's always been into music. She's got a very sort of wide taste in music. So there's always been music played. There's always been records. So I think it, when I first started to get into music, when I was probably like, you know, as you do when you're like a teenager, there was always stuff there to latch on to and interests. And that's really, I guess, what I first started listening to was all that sort of soul music, things like that, because that's what was played in the house all the time. That's what my dad banged on about. And every t- every time we car, that's that's what he'd play. So that that's what I, I really got into. And then I guess he started listening to guitar music and you get into obviously all the all the classics. Don't you like Oasis yeah. and things like that? And then you think, I guess it's bands like that. That thing. Oh, I think I can probably start a band. And that, that that's what starts things really.
0: Yeah. So you, your dad being a DJ, then. So what 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 was that like? Was he out quite a lot, or was he like? Did he introduce you to new? Was it Northern Soul type stuff? You say
1: yeah yeah see so, yeah. to be honest when we were kids he went he went doing a dj and he sort of stopped by that point uh but he started again but more recently but he was always playing records like yeah. I, I, I don't know he i don't know. he's got fucking like hundreds of records thousands of records so there's always there's always music playing in the house he's he's always said like you know it'll get buried with some records so that yeah. it's you know he's he's yeah. he latches, he's that much of order so because of that there was always music going on in the house um and stuff he'd play me and stuff like that. Have you listened to this and things like that? And that, that I guess you listen to stuff like that at open doors some of the things, don't you? you think, oh, right, what was that artist? Who listened to that artist? So who inspired that artist? So, and what sort that sort of thing. But it's just that that's how I, I guess how I really got into music, I guess, really. My dad was a big, a big part of that.
0: So I, I know what it's like being when when I first got into music, I started to get into I started to play in a brass band. And I can remember mm. it not being very cool at some point. And I kinda of, I was a little bit embarrassed by it. I think, and then because I because I, I knew all yeah, the yeah. that were into like I don't know Nirvana and all that kind of stuff at the time and all that were go- going on and they were all starting to play guitar and stuff and I'm here with this fucking tenor horn and I'm just about like mm. I I knew I loved music but I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it yet. Uh, what was the journey like for you?
1: I guess similar to be honest. Like when when I was in school, I started I first started playing guitar. I think it was sort of an uncool thing to do. Looking back now, like you say, it was almost like I don't know. You're a bit of a weirdo. If you spent your lunch times in yeah. in practice room just playing a guitar, yeah. but I don't know. It's one of the things that I guess when I was, when I first picked it up, you become obsessional about it, don't you? You get I remember getting so frustrated at not like being able to to put, you know pull the strong the, a song together, and all of a sudden it's like you keep going at it, and then it's like overnight it just seems to click, doesn't it? And you can do it. I don't know if that's what happened to you, oh, yeah. but you spend I spent like hours like sat at home just playing it, and getting absolutely getting like in my own head so frustrated about not being able to to like play enough chords to, to make a song or to play along to a song and all of a sudden I got it but yeah I think looking back at school now it probably was something that we're a bit like oh, that's a bit that's a bit strange but then I think I don't know that's what school was like in it it's, a bit, of a, it's yeah. a bit of a weird when you look back now you think mm, that's not that's not right is it yeah you're not uh, you just de-
0: when I look back at what I was like it like I don't know 13 14 15 you know just like this blob that didn't have a fucking clue what life were all about it was just like a good movement <laughs> I maybe I could think of a better word than a blob but whatever we'll go with it just you know it's just not having a clue what you want to do just you know just being influenced by him her, uh all these things around just not having a yeah. clue just just I don't know just aimlessly wandering about just trying to find things that I'm interested in um how how, how did the guitar like manifest itself why the guitar
1: yeah yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, is oh, it cut off? Why, why, why the guitar for you, mate? Why, why
1: specifically the guitar? I think because it, it was so accessible. I actually, the first yeah. guitar, my dad got me from a car boot sale. I think he bought it for about pound twenty. Yeah. £1. It'd be, it'd be, I always thought that'd be interesting. You know, if that's like some proper vintage, beautiful guitar that I just didn't realise how good it was. <laughs> like, I thought it was some that old banger that it could have been something that it probably oh. worked like. But, so <laughs> that's, that, that's how I first got into it. I remember trying to tune, I couldn't tune it, and I didn't have a tune at that point. I didn't know what a tune it was. So I was, like listening to YouTube videos. Like uh, This is an E and trying to like tune up using it. I didn't have a pick. He just used like a, a penny. I remember this, like, doing that. I was trying to tune it. And it, just, it sounded terrible. Right? But I think because of how accessible it was, it's one of the things, isn't it? And, and you see, and that's when you first, I first got into like indie music and you see, you see like bands that you love playing guitar. You think, I'm going to be like that. I can do that. Mm. Um, that's that, that, that were it really. We just wanted things where I don't know. There's, there's something, there's something pretty beautiful about a guitar right now. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's so accessible, isn't it? It's like keyboard or something yeah. like that. It, it seemed like a million miles away from something I d- could do. But like I say, literally brought his guitar into the house and I started trying to play it very badly. That was it, really. And then, and then since that, like I say, I just got sort of hooked on it. And then again, got like a really cheap second hand electric guitar, started playing that. I remember like playing on this on this really rubbish amp, and then I, I pressed this button, and I thought, oh, "This is this is distortion." I didn't know what distortion was. <laughs> yeah, I was Like it's, everything's, playing it loud, you know, and just stuff like that. And it was, you just got hooked, don't you? Just get hooked, don't you, on it? Yeah, you you like, when, especially when you're that age, you're like, you think this is this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a guitarist in a band.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you really do. It's hypnotic in a way, learning, especially when you learn a new chord structure or a new chord, or if you. Uh, If you didn't realize that your favorite songs made out of these three chords that you already knew and you played it in the same order and you're fucking Kurt Cobain for half an hour or something while you're just getting into this tune. It's magical, isn't it? Learning a musical instrument. I'd I'd recommend it to do it to anybody, no matter what age you are. I think it's such an amazing thing to be able to do.
1: Yeah, I, I say that some some people now don't play like we're really into music. I'm like, let's just play something, just pick it up. You know, you don't have to like, you don't mean you go out and start gigging and playing in front of people. Just, yeah. just I don't know. Just, like you say, it's just something, it's something special about it. isn't the real, I know it sounds a bit mm-hmm. like I but it really is. I could never get involved with a keyboard. It would
0: just, it would just a step too far for me to be able to these sausage little fingers to to move move a bar. I just couldn't get my head around the keyboard. I, did you Did you delve into any other instruments, or have no. any other questions for than?
1: i've tried more recently i've tried to start playing keyboard i mean i can play it badly i can it's, i can do i can you know i can roughly move around a few chords but i couldn't i couldn't play a song and i don't think to any sort of capable level but it's something i'm trying to do i yeah. did remember like, giving drums ago go when i were like when i was younger but that was just <laughs> too much for I me mean, i was just, like i was just all over it short. <laughs> so um yeah i'm, I'm i do want. I, I do want to I do need to put my time into playing keyboard, but it's it's hard in it when you, with everything else. Really, it's like, but yeah, key, keyboard something I would like. I would definitely like to sit down and write.
0: Yeah, I'm so jealous of people that can just sit down and just bang a tune out on a keyboard. I just think, that,
1: I just think that's amazing. I'm just always yeah. jealous of that shit. There's something more daunting there, about a keyboard than a guitar. Yeah, there is. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, yeah. it just seems scary, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just a mental block. Maybe I just need to get over it and just... You've just got to practice, are not you? And you'll get there, I suppose. Yeah.
1: That's it, yeah. He's got, you've got got—you've got to put the hour in you that's the only way to yeah. do it regularly.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you picked up your guitar, you started. You thought, oh, you're interested. You're, you're doing this thing. Uh Your dad's into music. Music's all around you. Um, what age were you at this stage then? We're just for the timeline, what, what, how old are you? At this stage? 14, 15. I right. first started playing properly, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And what are you now, 16? <laughs> 26. Are you 26 now? Jesus Christ, yeah. I think you were, I think you were illegal when we had you on at Frog. I, still yeah, I was. you were like yeah. 16 years old, Caleb. I were, yeah, I were, I was. Were <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean now i still think of you at that age yeah <laughs> <laughs> little okay oh there you go caleb's here uh yeah. Um, yeah so so uh right okay so just finishing school then and that kind of stuff where were you moving into college is that when you started to think about starting a band and stuff then
1: yeah when we first when we moved in sixth form i remember like getting me getting me my mate richard who, who ended up being a bass player in the band i remember like saying to him just just learn bass it's one of them it's like someone just learn bass you can be in a band you learn bass and that sort of thing and and before we knew it we just sort of found people like guitar player we found him at sixth form we found a drummer at sixth form things like that and before you know it you're just like oh we can do this we can be in a band and I think like you say when when we first played for you in Frog and Parrot it must have only been 16 17 yeah Yeah. and then it's like it's like saying you learn a few songs and you think right I'm gonna I'm gonna try and write something myself now and then you end up writing something that's dreadful, but because it's yours, you think it's the best thing ever, don't you? You're so proud of it. I, I remember the feeling of when when you first play like your own song with an, in in the band in the practice room, and you're like 16. It's like this is this yeah. is like you look back, it's probably rubbish, but it don't matter, does it? It don't matter. It's like yeah. that feeling of like something you wrote and other people play along to it, and you're sort of writing lyrics for it and singing. Some, I don't know. There was something like that first time. I think like at that point it was I was just hooked into playing in a band. You, know, you, just, you just you just get hooked with it. So
0: yeah. So you made somebody against their will play the bay, the bass. So that's how you yeah. got that. But how did you, how did you meet the rest of the lads at that time? I know there's been a, a few changes in the wired over the years, but you know just just going back to the early days. How did you find these people to start?
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a revolving door, wasn't it? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, just oh, to- we'll get to why that was in a bit. Who's <laughs> who's <laughs> so, uh, sixth form, just, just in sixth form, it was yeah. like, someone, so we knew someone to play drums. Uh, Jacob, who ended up playing guitar, he played guitar. Whenever we met him at sixth form, I was like, yeah, do you want to be a guitarist in our band? And that, that was it. It was, it was literally like that. And then um, bringing a guitar into school, going to practice a few nights every week, mm. and then it got to the point where we're like, hey, we can, we can we can play gig here. And obviously your first gig, you get all your mates from Sixth them down. So they're all drinking underage and whatnot. It was just like, yeah. and all of a sudden you go from like being a bit uncool for playing guitar and you're like, oh, people people think you're all yeah. right now. Because you, know, you, can, you can get into a pub and you can get a few drinks down you as well when you're like 16, 17. So yeah, it, it, it flips, it's quickly turned on its head.
0: Yeah. So how did you like, so 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 the band started, was it you was it just yourself that were writing the tunes?
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. So it was very much like I'll write I'd write a song and take it to the band and then they put their bits on. So I'd say, can you can you play a bit like that? It, uh, that that was it, really. And then we just sort of got into that. i was like I'd bring him songs and then they put their parts on, and then we jam it out a bit and we'd play it and then be like, Oh, we've got something that's presentable for a gig now. That was it really. Like the other lads didn't really weren't really into writing as much. Whereas I was I don't, I was going through that stage where you feel like I say first picked up you, come, you become obsessional about it, don't you? It's mm. constantly writing stuff or writing things down and making notes of things, thinking, oh that could be a good song title and, and rubbish like that, really. So yeah, that that, that was a process really. I'd, I'd, I'd write a song, bring it to the band, and then they'd play it really and we'd play it and we jam it out and then they'd say, oh, I don't like this, should we change it? It's very, I guess, very organic, isn't it? Really? That's what I guess that's how a lot of bands go about. It is
0: really organic, and and this thing that I've created, RGM, started off being organic because ten years ago, when when we had, I, I think it, 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 I had like a memory pop up on Facebook, and it had the Wired come up on a really, really shitty poster that I'd made yeah. years ago, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. it it I, I I needed somewhere, so I I at the Frog and pirate. I like to introduce introduce uh, interview bands, and I think I've still got the old recording. I was having a chat at some point that I'll dig out. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. I'll try and find it out for us. But um yeah, that, that was 10 years ago. I, I needed a website to put those interviews on. And then that ended up being a website, and then that's turned into RGM organically over the years. It's amazing where you know you, you just put yourself out of your comfort zone and just do these new things. And you sold out like lead and that kind of stuff and, and had many, you know, gigs all over the place. It's yeah. putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Amazing things can happen from doing that kind of stuff, isn't it? Did you, did you, was that a conscious thing to do, to
1: crack on and take it more seriously, the band, or was it just a bit of fun? No, I think I think we did. I think we did try and take it more seriously at one point. At some, I don't know what that point was. I think when we first got over the, the sort of, I'm being so scared to that first gig because it's like all oh, your schoolmates are coming down. You're thinking, if I'm rubbish here, yeah, like, am I going to walk back into school and go well, sixth form? Everyone called on a Monday. Yeah. But after that, I think we just got to a point where we just, I don't know, I mean, you've got so much time on your hands, it felt like, then as well, you've got so much time just to do, and we just all of a sudden started booking gigs and things like that, releasing music, and before you know it, you like we built up like a decent little following. But then I think we thought, right? Let's let's knuckle down on this. I, don't, I think I don't think we haven't knuckled down is probably as much as we, we should have done, looking back. But we yeah. definitely we definitely give it a go, sort of thing. And we thought about right, let's let's try and like let's try and when we did a show, let's try and make the show as good as, as good as possible. Like let's try and promote it. And we did put a lot of work into that sort of thing as well. And I think it did pay off a bit to some extent. It's a big uh, commitment from everybody as well.
0: And yeah. when, when I speak to a lot of bands, you know they life gets in the way for some people that they're not as passionate about it as you, maybe different members in the band. They've got other things going on that they want to concentrate on. Sometimes music is just not for everybody, you know, the, the grind of it all. Um, what was it like when you first started off in the wanted, uh, when you started to take it more seriously, how how did it take its toll on the rest of the people around the band with you?
1: Um, I guess, I guess it got, it got difficult to some extent. I guess that's why some people left because, you get to a point, I guess, when you're like late teens, early 20s, where some people start thinking about a career or a proper job and things like that. And because of that, it's hard to commit to driving to Glasgow on a Friday to go and play to four people or something, isn't it? But yeah. and a lot of people don't want to do it. So we, I think for reasons like that, we had, we'd had different members and things like that. People joined, people left or whatever. But dish I just, the dirt. While we're on it then, let's dish the dirt.
0: So why did some people leave? With it? <laughs> go on, just... A better insight into why it happened. Why not?
1: Nothing particularly exciting, really. Oh, um, uh, it's, it's, it's literally it's literally as boring as that. Uh, but it, it, it was nice to be fair, because on, on our last gig, the last ever show that we did, we got like so many old people about to end up having like six of us on stage. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was good. But mainly, mainly, were just people like I guess people just not having time to do it anymore. Mm. Um, it's just sadly, I guess. Yeah, looking looking back, I think if if we did knuckle down a bit more, we could have got it further. But there you go.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, you. And how how did you go about finding the right people that were had the same passion for you then? Because that's another fucking chapter in it. You know, if trying to find somebody that's as passionate about your music and they want to
1: crack on as well. I think I think we're looking for for drummers because when we when when our old drummers stopped, we we were quite good mates with a band called the SSS. So we and they were just finishing oh, yeah. time. Yeah. So Max Max came and drummed for us for a couple of years, which which were Andy. And then, I, and then after that, and after, I guess like guitar players, I think guitar players, we might have even put like an advert out who wants to come and play guitar in a band and things like that. And I guess it is that sort of thing, like trying to find someone that's also going to be committed to practice a couple of times a week and be committed to gigging and not just, you know, not, not, not just maybe do it once every few, every, once a couple of times a month, something like that. We, I think we made it clear that we want to be we want to be out there, we want to be gigging, we want to be practicing yeah. like a couple of times a week and things like that. The
0: SSS is a blast on the past. They mm. had real momentum. They they had a really good go at it, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played, we played quite a few shows with them back in the day. Yeah, yeah. We we did quite a few shows at Ledman with them, and yeah, they they again, they were they were a band that seemed to work really hard and grafted it and had yeah. a bit of following and built built that up, Like you say,
0: there's no real secret to doing well as a band. It's just that it always comes back to graft and and, and, and finding your own path and just grafting and just doing everything you can and not. Not be out there fucking moaning every five minutes that you haven't got that somebody else is on a festival bill when you're not, you know. You know, it can be a bit of a turn off. And when you see bands that get frustrated with
1: it, yeah, you've got you. I think, like what you said earlier, it's like you've got to put yourself out there, aren't you? Yeah, you've got to be. You know, I think the only way of like doing anything is by putting the time in and grafting And it's like now, it's like obviously social media is a massive thing. Whereas I think even when the time we're talking about, like when, when I first started a band, it wasn't really, it wasn't like a yeah. It definitely weren't as important as it is now. So obviously now I'm doing this new thing. i have to look I'd sort of like ask people how do you make a TikTok and things like that. And yeah. It's something that it's something that's new, but you've got to be doing it, aren't you? Because otherwise you're just gonna be left behind.
0: It is that Johnny Brown put a big post out on Facebook recently from um uh yeah, Johnny Brown. Uh but did did you see yeah. it? No, it's a real, yeah. It, it, a really long, big rant. I love his rants. Uh, and he was just talking about musicians these days. They, uh, you, You're kind of made to be this fucking robot that has to produce all these fucking reels. And um, you have to promote, you have to be like a, a an editor. You need to do all this other shit around you to to even be re- uh, not relevant, like you know, even before you get relevant. And w- when I say relevant, I mean like well-known. Yeah. Um there's so much extra stuff. And he's kind of like he he's more of a purist, he wants it to be all about the music and that kind of stuff, which I completely understand. Um, but it's right in it, you know, like when I were doing RGM, you have to learn how to make reels and all this shit and you know, edit yeah. and, and make it look nice. as people just aren't going to be bothered. It's 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 a massive effort on top of all the effort you've got to put in uh to write your songs and record them and pay the costs and all that all the stuff that goes on with it all. It's there's a lot, isn't there?
1: yeah it's, it's, it seems to have changed like so it's like almost like i do feel like after covid things are just like mm. the reels and all that sort of stuff people really that's what that's what people look at don't and i think mm. i remember like when like, say when we first doing shows or whatever like a few years ago it was like just just put put on facebook create event and push it more like word of mouth we used to yeah. like go around with leaflets and stuff like that but i don't know whether that's got the same impact that it will that it used to have really i think now it's like it's having that presence online isn't it? and putting like acoustic videos on, like doing little reels, like talking about it. people want, and I know like, I guess, it, I guess ideally it, it would be nice to be just about music, but it's not about that anymore. Is it? You've got to, you've got to, it's got to be like the full package sort of thing before. Yeah. And that's how you get on them bigger gigs and then bigger festivals. Cause they want to see you having a presence online. I'm it's pulling...
0: difficult because no, not, not everybody's like a, a storyteller on video. Not everybody's got that talent to be able to do it. And some people do it when they ain't got the talent to do it. And it looks a bit naff. Yeah, <laughs> there's all, there's so much to it. You know, I don't. I respect anybody for doing it, just for grafting it and having a go at it. You know, it's you learn at the end of the day, don't you? And you get better at stuff at your practice. But um you have to become a bit of a fucking child's TV presenter and be a bit safe online as well. Which, you know, yeah. and, and another part of Johnny Brown's rant, which I was completely behind, is that everybody's so fucking safe these days. You no, know, everybody's scared of saying the wrong thing and get upsetting somebody they don't know over there and you know it's true yeah, sure, uh, it? how it? do you feel about that kind of thing do you, are you conscious of that i think That's you're probably right.
1: i think i think you are in the back of your mind yeah i think you are i think yeah it's all it looks, it's all a bit ailing to me all the, the yeah that all that sort of stuff like i say like I say i, like I, say, I, I think i'm not the like children's tv percent i'm not that good at speaking to camera and saying oh listen yeah to yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Track. i don't know something about it that doesn't it's got to be genuine, hasn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah, let people see straight, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that now I'm trying to find, well, what can I do? What sort of TikTok y things or reels or whatever? What can I do that, that doesn't look cringe and someone's going to say, he's yeah. not like that in real life? So it's, it's try, trying to find your identity online, isn't it, as well? But going back to your question, yeah, I think, I think, I think you are, I think, in the back of my mind, now you are worried about saying saying something that's going to piss people off or not people, yeah. someone that's, I don't know. You've got. You've got. I think you've been to toes, you? A bit more than you probably
0: used to be. Yeah, I, I, I. just think you. You're always going to be safe if you. If you've got conviction with what you're saying, you and you, and it's not just like something fucking stupid. If you yeah. say something stupid, then you're going to get hammered for it. Uh, if you're going to say something that uh, might be construed as construed as uh, controversial, then just have you know be be able to back it up and explain you why you think the certain way that you do. You've got to. Uh, I, I think free speech is definitely still with us and you can say what you want. And yeah. um, But just be, be be prepared more than ever for when you do say something that's wrong, people are going to tell you it's wrong, um, uh, which I think is, is, is how it should be, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna, it's, it's got to be genuine, aren't you, as well? I think yeah. if you've been, been authentic, people can say yeah. that. I, I think people accept that, but it's just... So I see some bands like I, just, I don't know. if students say stuff and think. I mean, I think they saying that to get some clicks or yeah, get, oh yeah, to get a bit of like slagging other bands off. And I don't know. I just yeah. I, I don't. I think the days of doing that seem. I don't. I don't know. I just don't think it's it's like that anymore. Isn't it? it should be a bit more yeah. support for other people and things like that.
0: Yeah, it is a bit. It's a bit more of a safer place out there online. I think apart from twitter but twitter's my favorite one of them all so i don't know
1: yeah i so see you on um, there yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it,
0: I, love it on I, 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 I prefer twitter than i think facebook's just gone really boring i think instagram's just i don't know it's not real it's just people pretending that they're pretty and um uh and just i don't know just nice food and stuff but i think yeah. twitter's where the real people are where, where the conversations are where the where the attitude is where the grit is and where the where the storytelling is for me, that that's me personally. How how, how, do you, how do you see the different socials and how do you navigate through them and use them? You've you've got a new tune out, so you're gonna to have to use them to promote yeah. tune coming out. How, how are you planning ahead for that kind of
1: stuff? This yes, is it's, it's going back to that reels thing, like bulk filming reels and things like that, and planning for them to come out and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, like again, like TikTok seems like like it's a massive thing isn't it now. Trying to get your song out pushed out on TikTok. Yeah. So I've I've done like an announcement video and things like that, but trying to like I say, trying to keep it or, I mean I've, I've tried to do some of them videos, you know, when I'm talking to a camera and it's like Yeah. I can't do I can't I yeah. can't do that like that sort of thing. Yeah. But like I say because the single, it's like it's not now it's like you've got to sort of proper put a proper plan on what you're gonna post and when you're gonna post it and who you're trying to reach and all that sort of stuff. It's got to be it's almost like there's got to be a proper strategy to it, aren't now?
0: Yeah. Yeah so, I still don't know what I'm really doing with it all. I just put it out when I think it's i don't know I, I just tend to put it out put it out in morning uh yeah. first thing. so if people are on the way to work on bus they might flick through it and see it yeah. at dinner time if they're on the dinner hour uh when they get back on the travel that way back from work and in evenings i just tend to kind of stick to that i, I don't know if that's the right thing to do or not it, it seems like a decent idea but you know it's somewhat when sometimes when you see a few posts that go out that don't get any engagement at all you're just like am i just wasting all of my time
1: yeah 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 it's like i've always been like I'll, I, i've always made the assumption that it'll go down better in the evening because people are back from yeah. work i have always tried to post things in the evening but again i don't know whether that's right or not yeah. and I, don't, I don't know whether there's, there's like algorithms and stuff like that now so they might push it at certain times i don't know i think we're all probably chancing it aren't we a bit with that sort of thing it's oh. like you then you see some bands who've just got it nailed down they are good at the social media yeah. and it's like you see them same bands as cropping up and it's like they know what i'm doing it's like fair play fair play but the good one uh react to the fans and the and the and
0: they and they, and they and they thank people for sharing and that kind of stuff yeah. i think that gets you a long way uh yeah. rather than just you know just liking something and not sharing it and not commenting on it and yeah you know, i don't know it's uh, i don't know it's different for everybody isn't it it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to know what to do sometimes isn't it, it is, yeah it yeah all. i just try and do everything apart from tiktok i'm rubbish at that i know i am um, yeah but I, I, I basically just on TikTok. I just put reels that I've made for Instagram or for other stuff on that. Just yeah.
1: plonk them that, on it, see what that happens. That's all I think I would do as well. To be yeah. honest, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I isn't? think you've got you've just got to be putting stuff out there, have not you? I think you've just yeah. got to have my presence. It's like I'm almost like well, just put something out. It's better than not having anything there. Yeah, just, just yeah. put something out and just try and get a bit of traction and stuff like that. Like I say, it's it's I think well, I'm just I'm just trying to navigate how to do it at the moment, especially like with this new things. All a bit, I'm all a bit wet behind the ears with it.
0: Well, what I, what I can remember from the Wired days is is the presentation of the band live. You yeah. you were one of the only bands that went out your way and bought like a big W light, yeah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. What was what was the thought process behind that and putting on as a, as good show as possible? That that I just thought that was fantastic. That n- nobody were doing that really. And no I... extra bit of money.
1: How, how much was it for the big W? Even we used to hire it. We didn't actually buy yeah, it. Hire like, it. Yeah. I think it went about eighty quid for a show. Oh, which right. isn't,
0: okay. Yeah,
1: not like, like it worth. It. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think we always were like, well, it was just that sort of thing. Like we wanted to look like a proper band. We yeah. wanted to put a show on that were like a proper. We wanted someone to come to our gig and go, "Oh, I've seen, a, I've seen a gig there." You know, I've, that were good. Yeah. Um. Rather than just we, well, we always, I think we always tried, especially ones in Sheffield, tried to put a lot of work into like lighting and show and we had like confetti cannons and stuff like i baby, what the idea was we wanted people to go away and think that was that was worth the ticket money and it was like we're going to come back to see your next one because i think if we just played you know like eight songs or whatever and they said thank you good night i don't know we want we wanted that sort of like we wanted to generate that buzz about ourselves as yeah. well and like things like that might have helped and i think they did to some extent didn't they? it's like yeah definitely You've got you've got to put the work into shows like that because people are coming to see a show, aren't they? At the end of the day, I'm not saying I'm going to like prancing around like Mick Jagger or like that, but it's like they want to they want to see something that's worth ticket money.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, how much is a confetti gone?
1: Yeah, I we used to use so, so it were not that it weren't that much to be honest. Yeah. I, to I think it was more expensive to get like the limos clean it up after or something. Oh, oh right. Did you have to pay for that? Did you have to pay for that? I can't remember, but I'm assuming like now, I think if you've got to do stuff, like, I'm sure hear band's like saying that there's a people yeah, charge, go but yeah. Oh,
0: that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. Uh, right. So, so the, so the wired happened, you played these big gigs, you you went all over the place doing gigs out there, just having a go at it. When, when was the first stage for you when you thought, mm, you know, it maybe would kind of
1: yeah. run its course. When, when did that start to seep in? Um, I think it would probably it would probably around COVID happen because COVID happen, we, we had a good summer in 2019 like did a few good festivals and things like we did tramlines uh, I've never seen you actually at tram lines yeah. um, we did like tramlines and things like that on the main stage and that was really great and I think we thought we were going to kick on a bit from then and then COVID happened and I think that yeah. sort of knocked all the sort of wind out of our sails again and uh, and then I mean, it practised. You can, you can practise for a while and things like that. And then I think at that point people started to fall out of love with it because obviously we weren't, we weren't getting together, we weren't doing anything. It was again at that point it was hard to to know what to put on social media because you want the people to you want people to know you're still relevant. You're still relevant, but you had nothing. You had nothing to do, no gigs to promote or nothing. You couldn't go and record a song or anything like that um so now I think as co as as we was coming out of the end of COVID I think we just made a decision between and say let's let's call it a day really just because it's all in various reasons and let's let's just finish on a high do do one show which worked out well because I think it was yeah. down finished in like July 2021 and we played early or I think middle of August 2021 so it was like one of the first gigs that people came back to and things like that so yeah I think we made the decision to like let's call it a day and and and, and try and bow out to some sort of you know, some sort
0: of success. Any itching, uh, any itchiness for a return of the Wired?
1: No, I don't think so at the no. moment. Okay. No, no, no. I'm at, I'm, moment,
0: I'm at the moment leaving that door slightly ajar.
1: If someone, maybe if like someone gets married in ten years or something like that. <laughs> oh, we'll, right. Okay. Fair enough. We'll come out. We'll come out for
0: that. Oh
1: <laughs> no. So, so, so you, so you, you said
0: yourself, you carried on writing. Yeah, it's something that you're always going to do anyway. Um, what's it like now doing everything all on your own? You don't have these band of brothers behind you. Um, I, w- I was interviewing a guy called Yusuf earlier, and he's 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 doing his own stuff. Um, mm. And he said it's quite an isolating experience when he's had been in bands previously before. When you're out there on your own, it's it's a different world, isn't it? When you're on your own.
1: Yeah, I just, and to be honest, at first it was da- like daunting, like especially going under under my own name and stuff like that. It was it, it, it yeah. was very 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 daunting to be honest but I've started to go into it. And, and luckily I, I mean I've got good people around I mean, like the lads in the band are really good they're all into it um people down at the studio that we work that we, that we practice at, they're all really they're all really supportive we work with them you know they, they, uh, they do our production and stuff like that so it's it's it, I think it started like it was solo thing but now it seems to be growing into more like you've got got people around who support and who are really good at what they do and really helpful and I've we've got, we've got so much time for them Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's become something that I'm. I've I'm, like I, I got to the point where I'm actually really happy with how we're doing. i, I, yeah. I you know I feel like I'm doing something that that's more more me than what the old band was as well. So, yeah. like I said, daunting at first, but now I've got to the point where I'm, I'm quite comfortable with it.
0: And what is what is more you? What is that? What is more?
1: I think music is trying to push things a bit more. I think. I guess when when you was in like a more you know indie band, you, you yeah you get you get you get don't you? you? Think oh well. Well, this sounds like us, we'll do this, but we trying and I guess now it's almost like if we are write a new song, playing it to, to playing the it band, it's like let's try and if it's sounding too much like uh, what what I've done before, let's push it somewhere else and let's try and do something a bit more interesting or a bit weirder. And that's why I'm kind of kind of glad that the first tracks kind of a bit weird. I don't think people would expect it, yeah. but hopefully, ones that coming down the line are probably a bit more catchy, a bit more, a bit more sort of indie pop or whatever, but still with that sort of edge. So I'm d- I'm just trying to do things that are a bit different and a bit more like something I'd like to listen to, I guess.
0: Yeah, so is this the the first single, the first solo one? that only nineteen.
1: Yes, this is this is the first one released. Like I say, this is very much like the start, and it's a, it, that's quite a movie, sort of dark, wicked track, really. And again, it's like it was one of them songs where first, when I first took it down to the to the guys at the studio and the band, it was very much like maybe it could have been like a, an indie track or no, it's not. But you know, like it was something that we've done before. But the idea was well, let's try and let's try and do something a bit different. Let's try and push it. So that, that's the idea we've got with. With all the songs that we're working on at the moment, really. So, what's only nineteen all about then? I guess it's it sounds a bit it's a bit retrospective, you know, looking back on looking back on the past and that sort of thing. I saw, I think, I first wrote I, again. I probably wrote I, it. What and, happened to you when you were nineteen? as I'm, I'm getting at? What, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, nothing in particular. I think it, you know, what it's probably looking at back at like um, I probably wrote it when when the band was finishing and things like that. Right. So it was very much like looking at like. Oh, it's almost a bit like feeling a bit sorry for So sort of thing like, yeah. this is what we used to do. And it's, it's like at that point, a bit. I guess you're a bit lost, aren't you? When the band finished when we was in COVID, didn't know what was gonna happen. Mm. Uh and like I say it was one of the first songs that I wrote for this new thing that I didn't know was gonna be a new thing at that point. I was just writing. Uh and it's very much just looking back at like being a bit of a shit or something, like a bit of a bit of a bit of a shit when you were nineteen and yeah. getting up, you know, good and stuff like that. But like I say, it's it's kind of dark, it's kind of moody, but um, yeah. No. Okay. So
0: um the first single then. So uh what's the plan for the new single? As a new artist out there in the world, I think I saw a stat where I think it is it like 350,000 new tunes get added to Spotify every day. And those fucking bastards at Spotify are deciding to if you don't get a thousand streams a year, they're not gonna pay for you anyway. Um they're getting worse. It's it's daunting I'm, isn't it I'm as well. Sorry, I've gone on a I've gone on a little side
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, that's all daunting as well it's like i, I remember like i've obviously got track tracking spotify and stuff like that but i was really worried that like i'd put my track into spotify then it'd go under someone else called caleb francis yeah. and to do on the it's all like things like that you've got to think about aren't you um but i guess it's just I, we're trying to dig as much as possible around this single try and play get out and play actually push the song out and things like that you know get, try and get on as many sort of Spotify playlists, things like that as, as much as possible. I've got your mate, uh, Robert Earth, working with Rob to do some right. bits for you as well. Right. So just sort of like trying to build, just trying to build a team of people around you to help and push it and and, and you bringing people who are good at what they do and try and get the track out there.
0: Oh, good work, mate. So if so there's going to be a link to the new tune and we're going to review it on RGM. We're going to do all sorts. Um, we'll get a new video out for you. Have you got a new video or anything like that? Is, is that all been...
1: Yeah, so we just you just know, start click on that shortly, like I so said, that, that'll yeah. probably be out so in December time, something like that. Hopefully, fingers I, crossed. But again, just trying to just trying to build that sort of like packaging material around the track in it and push it and get it out to as many people as possible yeah. in blogs and and things like that, and then then start to think about the next one and record that, and then hopefully get a bit of a bit of momentum and start building. in, like I say, but I think gigging is obviously a big thing. Get out and gigs, so yeah. get in front of people and play it, and then play the rest of these songs and then try and. So I do think this. Uh, I do think there's still the old school sort of approach of gigging and then come back to that city and playing to a few more people. I think that's still yeah. a thing. People want to see live yeah. band and People want to see that. Yeah, have kept all
0: the old <clears throat> like email lists for the Wired and that kind of stuff, and Nick robbed them for yourself and use all yeah,
1: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is that, is that...
0: accounts and all that shit. Just rebrand it to you now and all that.
1: No, I've never done I've not done that. I've not I've the old accounts are still there. I've started from scratch from accounts, but obviously I've been tapping into people that I used before to maybe help us get That's some magic. things but like that. They make
0: it as easy as possible for yourself, aren't you? You know. Well, but, definitely, yeah.
1: You've got to use on contacts, haven't you?
0: Definitely. So so it within the description of this podcast there's gonna be a link to your new tune, mate. Um if somebody's hovering over that link and they haven't pressed it yet, what would you say to them? Press
1: it, you won't regret it. You'll oh, love it. No. There you
0: go there we go so Caleb it's always a pleasure Um, it's nice to see you doing so well on grafting mate and still at it uh, it's very much appreciated and uh, for you joining us today and spending that time with us today is, uh, uh, have you got much on for the rest of your day? nothing
1: no not really back to back to back to the grind really I guess
0: nothing. the grind yeah fair enough well thanks for joining us uh, for this podcast ladies and gentlemen we'll see you next week for another one toodaloo Oh, thanks, Caleb, mate. Nice catching up with your brother. Gone solo now, out in the big old world on his own. Bless him. Uh, yeah, check out the... We, we did review the his new single, Only 19, on RGM as well in the past week, so we, we've done our bit. Uh, sharing his music with the world. Uh, he's going to have a, vi- a video. We're going to do a video premiere, his new video. That's currently being finished, I think. be out soon. As always on RGM, there's plenty to see, plenty to find. If you have to find in, about new bands uh, in the UK, or there's plenty of, from all over the world now on RGM, so just have a look. RGM.press is the website to be. It's really fast now and all, because we've got a new server and it's ace. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another week here at the RGM Podcast. The music industry podcast where we delve into the... Uh, the music industry and tell stories warts and all as always there's loads of different episodes in the archives as well dig deep, take a look around down there Uh, and yeah if you're new to the podcast thanks for joining us if you've been around for a while thank you ladies and gentlemen I'm going to get off for another week Uh, I've got a busy week in Liverpool so um, and we'll join you again on Monday for a new show so uh, I will see you soon ladies and gentlemen doodaloo Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback And you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support.
1: And we'll see you next week. Come on!